Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hi, Kim. Kim. And Eden. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yes. yes. We're excited. Um, we have a very special guest, and we're going to get right to it. Um, as you all know, we have had a lot of wonderful Prince episodes. I think we've had eight different guests that had some sort of um, connection, relationship, working partnership, or whatever with Prince. Um, including recently Morris Hayes, which was amazing. And a while back, we had an episode that was all about Big Chick, who was Prince's longtime bodyguard and good friend. And it was a very popular episode, both on our podcast and on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of requests for more stories related to Big Chick and Prince. And we got blessed to have Big Chick's daughter with us today, Melissa Huntsbury. And she's just amazing and inspiring and runs a, a group that honors her dad's legacy and is always posting these fascinating pictures. And she's also just a really down to earth, fun, inspirational person. Um, we've gotten to know her through social media. It seems sometimes Social media can be so positive if you use it correctly. And I feel like, you know, sometimes you can form these friendships with people where you feel like you've met them and then you get to meet them in person later. And you're like, oh, I already felt like I met you in person because of the connection. So a lot yeah. of it really is, it's really just energy. And that's why even a lot of you listening to the podcast probably have felt like you've met some of our guests, have met us, even if you haven't yet, because of the energy whatever you're feeling for that episode at that time. So I would like to welcome Melissa to the podcast. Hello. I'm Hi, Melissa. Oh, Kim, your glow looks amazing. I know you're on vacation. I'm oh, thank you. Yeah, I was just, I forgot to mention. Yeah, I was just in Cabo. So I'm going to send you guys all positive vibes from, from over in Mexico. But um, I just got back. <laughs> but what was, so, what was so great about Cabo was I've been before, but I felt like this time I had had to postpone the trip a whole bunch of times because of the pandemic. And now the numbers are fairly low there. So they're, they're being very safe anyways, but it just felt like the best energy. Like everyone was so happy and it just felt very carefree, like an escape from kind of what's crazy in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And so I feel really, I feel really blessed that I got to, to go do that. And yeah. my daughters turned way, way tanner than me. So that now they even look less like me than they did before. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you're fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sort of pace light, but I mean, I shouldn't say that because the summers are great here, but I'm working. So. <laughs> are yeah, you in Minnesota? I love, I love Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. Minnesota, but it's, yeah. I say. Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Melissa, can you tell us what, what it was like growing up with your dad working with Prince? Well, my oh. dad did always work for Prince, so there was life 
that part of the that part of it yeah yeah so that part of it it was crazy right i mean i didn't know who prince was obviously i was the summer of um ninth grade and we lived in ohio and I was watching, I'll never forget it. I was watching TV with my dad, the good old floor models back in the day. And um, this guy comes on TV in a bikini bottom and a, in a <laughs> coat jacket. And he was dancing around to this funky music, kind of reminded me of something more spectacular than the Daz band. And I was like, dad, look at that guy. He has bikini bottoms on. And lo and behold, a couple months later, my dad was his bodyguard. So, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> That like you called really- that in, you manifested it. <laughs> yeah, manifested. But um, it was crazy. I mean, I was in high school. So uh, through, you know, Prince back then, it was the Dirty Mind tour and controversies. So not a lot of people knew who Prince was. But um, when my dad started with him, he gave us all like this, I don't know, like this box goodies. And it was cassette tapes and albums and t-shirts and sweatshirts and we listened to the music and I had never heard such like drums and keyboards and I was immediately entranced with the music I mean all of my siblings and I were there six of us so um I mean it was pretty cool to to grow up in that atmosphere and just go to limited limited concerts and parties and it wasn't only just Prince parties but it was like if he gave Jill Jones a party or Jerome a party or we were always on the guest list. And um, that was pretty cool to, to, you know, grow up around that. Yeah. That's very special. And then did things shift because he was already becoming very famous then. And then it really erupted as he got into doing purple rain and, and, you know, your dad going out with him when he received his awards and things like that. Like, did, did things shift for you where you were like, oh my gosh, it's like my dad's famous and we're famous. Life is different. And like, how did you feel? Well, I feel like um, dad would always let us go to the warehouse with him. It was out in Hopkins on Highway 7 and we'd watch Prince and, and the band rehearse for Purple Rain. And Prince was crazy perfectionist. I mean, he would sit there and say again, again, and you could tell the band was getting tired, but Prince had this like endless amount of energy and we would be sitting there watching it. And I remember watching Prince every day, try to, you know, that little kick he does with the microphone stand yeah. kick forward and then it comes back and he catches it and he'll do, do blitz or whatever. Mm-hmm. We watched him perfect that. I mean, he couldn't do that in the beginning. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like watching history right in front of my face. And I mean, it was pretty cool to, to watch all of that explode right in front of us. So, um, I mean, it went from none of my friends knowing him to like, even before Purple Rain, 1999, right? Little red Corvette. Yeah. One of my friends, she had a little black Chevette. And when we were in there, we'd seen little black Chevette. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it was pretty cool to watch all of that. I remember once Prince was um, rehearsing and he called me up. Have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live skit where he whispers in somebody's ear? Yeah, I haven't. (laughs) Like if any Saturday Night Live fans out there who like does the skit, they'll be like friends and whispering in somebody. He did that in real life. So 
he's like, can you go get me five alive? So it was across the street was holiday at 20 and I had to go across the street and get him five alive. And I was like, this is real life. <laughs> what What's five alive? Yeah. It's, um, it's orange juice, but with a lot of fruits. Oh, huh. interesting. I don't really, it's not as popular now as it was in the eighties, but it was a thing. I mean, he drank it right out of the carton and pretty <laughs> healthy. Um, did your dad, do you feel like your dad just stayed your same old dad throughout or did he, did he kind of change with what was going on? Oh, my dad was always the same dad. Always like big teddy bear, but huge protector of um, me and my, I have, like I said, I have four sisters and a brother. My sister Becky just recently, like last December passed away and that was pretty awful, but um feel like she's with him now and they both were 49 when they passed away oh. which is mm. really weird um but your my dad, dad your dad and your sister right they were both 49 when they passed away so i mean it, it's he always stayed well my dad was six foot seven and he was huge i mean picture never really did his muscles justice i mean he used to work out in the basement and crank leonard skinner before he was even with Prince. He, you know, and he used to bodyguard ACDC. So he was more of a rock and roller, but he also loved country, which he loved um, Johnny Cash. And I mean, I just remember that growing up hearing the music blasting in the basement. My dad would be lifting weights. Um, so, I mean, he always stayed consistent. He was big and we could never go out to eat where there was a crowd. <laughs> I remember being so hungry and we'd all be smashed in the back of his um, Chrysler. And we're like, dad, we were, we're hungry. No, it's too crowded in there. Cause people would. <laughs> was <laughs> so, that because they didn't want to be recognized? No, it was more like staring. He didn't like that. Cause my dad loved to eat and uh -huh. someone uh -huh. him. It was just kind of like, he didn't like, that, but I just wanted to eat as a, and I think um, my dad and I had a great camaraderie where we were both like pretty loud and told stories. And I'd always give my dad crap like, oh, my gosh, I want to go eat. Like, why can't we just go eat? <laughs> yeah. Because <So. laughs> you couldn't live a normal life. Right. And I and I see that with certain people and I I feel for them because we, I mean, the eighties, I mean, Prince even around Minneapolis could go anywhere and people just knew to leave him alone. And right. it was like that with my dad too, but people would stare because my dad was big as life. He couldn't hide. Yeah. So. He was like striking, like where you just were like, he, he looks unique and different than other people. Yeah. And he was in the Marines. So he had tattoos. And so, yeah. I mean, I remember Prince would wear a little scarf around his head and when they'd go to the airport and he had his little, you know, disguise, but then my dad would have to be back because you can't hide my dad. You couldn't yeah. hide. <laughs> there was no disguise. Then they would know. Yeah. Then they would so. know it's Prince. Yeah. Was there a particular memory that stands out for you as the most, like the one that just pops in your head regularly? Yeah, I think for me, um, my dad would let us go to concerts and so would Prince and he'd put us on the soundboard, like, you know, where they, where the whole heart of the concert is, the soundboard, we'd get to sit there. We were protected. 
because my dad was very protective, but he also wanted us to enjoy the concerts. So that's pretty fun. And then there's another one that stands out. Um, my sister, Tina, she's four years older than me. I think, Kim, you've seen her on Facebook. Yeah. She was his assistant. And um, that was pretty cool. So I'd always say, I want to go because my dad one time had her go over and pick up something from Prince. And I don't remember what it was. I mean, this is the 80s. But I do remember it was this purple house in Chanhassen. And we go over and ring the doorbell and we hear somebody run up the steps and there's Prince and he has this white facial mask on. <laughs> Here's me. I yell trick or treat, right? Because <laughs> I mean, I was always the one that had to say something like comedy wise. And all of a sudden the door slams in our face. And my sister Tina's like, oh my gosh, Melissa, you're, you're in trouble. Cause you know, we see, we hear him run down the steps. We're like, is he coming back? So we're standing there, standing there waiting and then I'm like I'm not in what was funny so I'm standing there am I in trouble <laughs> so, I, so then all of a sudden he opens the door again and he's kind of laughing and smiling real big if anybody knows the way Prince smile his smile was so big and it was just funny so it was all fine we got what we were supposed to get and we got out of there and I told dad and he was like oh my gosh but it was funny <laughs> I think he was going along with the joke. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So how about how, how did it feel when this was all like kind of going on in your life and were you able to still be at school and have your friends and be live that normal life or did people look at you differently? Um, Okay. So we moved to Minnesota in 1983. It was the summer of 1983. And little town in Chanhassen, you know, it's just little town in Chanhassen where Prince was from. And we lived in Chanhassen Estates. And it was off of Highway 5 behind this McDonald's. And Prince would come flying down Dakota Avenue in his, you know, black BMW with his bass blaring and his music, you know, loud. So the neighbors knew who we were before we even started school. And there was a lot of people from Chaska that lived in Chan Estates. So by the time Kim and Bridget and I, we were the three girls going into high school. They're, we're all a year apart and I'm the oldest. And then there's Tina, four years older than me. But um, by the time we got into high school, we were known as the Prince girls, which oh. was like, oh, great. Because I always... I don't know, people, if they introduced me to as Princess Bodyguard, I'd always go, no, Lissa. Because <laughs> yeah. I always want my own identity because that's just who I am. And I think that's funny because Prince once said, if I didn't look like my siblings, he would think I was adopted because I was pretty boisterous. I mean, I didn't, his fame didn't, you know, separate me from being able to talk to him, just have a normal conversation. You were and, not intimidated by him. No, I wasn't. Um, yeah. I've always and most thought, people were. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, not that my siblings were, of course, way louder now that they've grown up. But, you know, when you're younger, you all have, and they weren't like super shy or anything, but I don't know. I would always just talk to him and, and it was different. He, he was like, if Melissa wasn't so much like if she didn't look like her family, I would think she was adopted. So <laughs> that's a compliment. 
Yeah. I mean, I've always been pretty, and I was class clown in high school. So I believe comic relief is the best, right? If you're ever really upset or anything, just to laugh, I think it's the best. Did your dad and Prince play? Because I know Prince was known as a prankster. And one of my favorite videos to look up of him was when he was playing a prank on Jay Leno. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's so funny. Like Jay Leno plays a prank on him. So then Prince gets him back and he hides in the, like the, the security office and pretends to be the security guard or something like that. Like there's just, it's just really funny. You have to look up YouTube Prince and Jay Leno, but I know Prince was known as playing jokes and so did your dad and he play jokes on each other oh yeah (laughs) they were more like in cahoots with each other um I know they had a thing against the time it was the first tour that we were able we went to um Prince Lewis to Cleveland from Minnesota so we could go to a concert and visit um my grandparents which were in so um they were having kind of this food fight type of thing and it was whipped cream and food was flying. And I know it was let's work. And I believe don't quote me on that, but they're, you know, they were playing um, music and you could see stuff flying. And then when the time, I think that something happened with that where they came out and they did something to Prince and then, all of a sudden on the time my dad comes on stage and he takes Jesse, I think, off the stage or something. And it, it was all crazy. And it's so <laughs> funny. It was just fun. And they had a lot of fun. And um, I mean, anybody I ever talked to that was on tour always said, oh, my gosh, your dad was the best. And But we got to do a lot of that. We went on tour uh, like not on tour literally, but like we got to go to some concerts and when we lived in Tennessee, um, we went to Chad, we all drove to Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Cool. They all had hotel rooms, but they, they didn't spend the night, right? They just did the hotel rooms before the concert to freshen up because they were in on a bus. So Prince had told my dad, if the girls want to drive and bring some friends, they can all stay in the hotels and go to the concert. So that's what we got to do. So cool. How many I, concerts? Like, I mean, I guess you can't count really because you saw all these rehearsals. Like mm-hmm. I was going to say, how many do you feel you went to? But a lot. Probably hard to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Dreamline, Controversy, and then 1999, and Purple Rain. Wow. Purple Rain by heart because we watched him rehearse, right? Because he had, and then it's it was just all cool. I mean, Prince, there's I love the video where he does with all the greats like um, Tom Petty, you know, the guitar one. The Rock think, and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yes, yeah. I think he really gained a lot of respect because he is ultimate guitarist, right? I mean, I agree. And I don't, I, I think a lot of people saw that and they were like, oh my gosh, this guy is for real. And, you know, so when we would go to these concerts, it never got old it never got boring. And then when we would go watch him rehearse, like I even saw, heard him play Jimi Hendrix. What is that? Purple haze? Is that, excuse me, why, while I kiss this guy? I yeah. don't know. And I was just sitting there going, okay, he's playing Jimi Hendrix and he's killing it like right in front of me. So 
Mm-hmm. I mean, as a kid, all that stuff um, in high school, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I do- it must have. It must have been interesting to see, you know, later in the years, um, you know, just even a few years back, like how he evolved and what he did. And it's just like you, you started from the beginning and I watch, you know, I love the video in the beginning, like a little after Dirty Mind and Controversy when he was first singing Nothing Compares to You and that they released that video. And it's so, he was so young and it's just so raw and vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. it's just as gifted as he was always, but it just has this like, vulnerability to it so I watch it over and over and you got to see those rehearsals just so cool yeah I mean I I would be lying if I didn't say I was proud of him and you know I did feel invested I mean me and my siblings all did I mean he came to holidays he came to picnics and I'll never forget um dad invited them over the first year we lived there for fourth of July we moved there like July 3rd 1983 and July 4th, the whole Prince crew came over and dad set up the volleyball net and dad was all about cookouts and mom coming from Tennessee was huge, nice Southern cook. Prince loved her food. And here's Prince with high on playing volleyball in our yard. And we had neighbors (laughs) peeking over the fence. So, I mean, (laughs) I'll brought Heineken. I mean, I was in high school and I was like, well, what's this Heineken? You know, it's just, they all, <laughs> they all brought Heineken. Kind of <laughs> that is. Budweiser, you know, and. Right. In Tennessee. And I mean, it was really fun. I can't, it, I can't say that it wasn't the greatest thing. Cause it was, um, I can't imagine life any other way. Cause that's all I know. But I just knew, I know one of the questions was, did I feel famous? Um, I, I didn't feel famous, but I feel like anywhere I went, my friends would say, oh my gosh, her dad's Prince's bodyguard, because it was relevant, right? Like Purple Rain at the movies and it was winning all the awards and, um, you know, the music was, and it was like, it always made me feel like, well, loved, but I always got my friends on my own account because Mm, that's important. I mean, I was pretty, I mean, I was in plays and sports and even though we moved a lot, I mean, I can tell you, I moved four times in high school. So, and anywhere I went, I still have the same friends on Facebook and I still keep in touch with a lot of my friends. So that's pretty cool. So I don't feel like I gained friends because of, but I feel like definitely we were recognized because of friends, but that's Mm -hmm. all I know. (laughs) And it's pretty incredible, too, that your dad included all of you every time he worked with him, most of the time with rehearsals and concerts, because he didn't have to do that. And Prince allowed it. Okay, so ironically, that's funny, because there was always a guest list and everybody was allowed two or three people. But my dad always had six or seven. (laughs) And it's funny because. I always got to bring a guest or two guests out of the six of us kids because I always was really good at pouting to get my way. So I'd go, oh my gosh, dad, please. They love print. Bring two people. (laughs) So I knew how to work my dad for sure on that part of it. But 
Yeah, he was pretty fit. All of my siblings got to bring somebody once in a while, but I always got to bring two people. And I don't know how I remembered that, but I always tried. <laughs> yeah, because from what the things that I feel like I might know about him is that a prince, at least, he was very private mm-hmm. and it wasn't easy to get away with something like that. And I agree. Um, prince really respected my dad a lot. And he only trusted my dad with certain things. So Prince would rehearse until two in the morning or be up until two, like we're on tour. And then my dad would have to stay up to make sure the buses were in order, the flights. I mean, it was really weird. He trusted my dad with that kind of stuff. So um, that's, and, and that's kind of where white slave comes to play in the book. It's not about race. And I know, this is kind of a crucial time with Black Lives Matter and everything. There's not any of us in my family that have a racist bone in their body. But the book refers to Coke, which is set in the 80s. You guys have to remember the book is set in the 80s. Um, so that was some roadies introduced him to that to kind of keep up at mm, night. Uh, your dad. My dad. And so right. and, and, and it was way more common back then that people were doing that. I right. want to just put it out there. She's talking about cocaine, right? You're talking about yeah. coke. Okay. <laughs> the book, the people, book that because <laughs> we haven't we haven't brought up the book yet. So I yeah, well yeah. explain. Yeah, let's explain. Why don't you explain the book? And I know it's yeah. been talked about in part one about Big Chick, but let's um remind everyone about the book. Right. So. I remember vividly my dad sitting on our deck in Chanhassen um, tape recording about the book, right? Like he was writing this book. My dad wrote the book before he passed away. And um, my sister, Tina, that was Prince's assistant. She's the oldest of six kids. She typed the book, old fashioned typewriter, right? She did all of that. And I remember my dad saying, you know, sex cells like Madonna and Prince and and he he did you know in the book I love it I read it in a day and I felt like you know I know the ending my dad dies right I mean that's that's terrible but um I love that he got the book out I mean he didn't get it out my sister and my mom did and Mm -hmm. he wanted it to be out for a reason because he he just wanted you know to tell his life story it wasn't just about Prince he starts out as a bodyguard and all that stuff so in his time with Prince because it was so fast-paced he was introduced to cocaine and Prince did not eat coke I want to say that right now he didn't even know my dad was doing it and but it was a, a glamorous way of staying up I guess and I didn't agree with it. I never did drugs. I always drank in high school, keg parties, that's it. But um, I'm not going to lie. I tried it once, but kind of, you know, I, I did, but not with my dad either. It was at a party. And like you said, it was big in the eighties and I graduated five and, but um, that's, you know, right on the front of the book, there's a rolled up dollar and a line of, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, and it is a really good book. Um, I got to have a copy and um, it's still available on Amazon, right? Amazon, Target, and um, what's the other bookstore? Um, Barnes and Noble. 
Yes, thank you. I always want to say beat all and it's an 80 things. Yeah, yeah. Barnes and Noble, barnesandnoble.com. Um, it's all on. Plays. Yeah, that's awesome. So what happened when your dad stopped working with him? Like, um, you know, he ended working with him and then he went on to do, didn't he do like evangelist work? Yep, in that, you know, in the beginning of time, um, back in the 70s, we all went to a Pentecostal church and dad was evangelist and an elder in the church. And, and, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's all true. I, um, but what happened was once he started working out, you know, bodyguarding and all that stuff, it, he, it kind of went to the wayside. Um, he had to support six kids and a wife. And so that kind of went to the side and he discovered how big he was and lifting weights and, he was getting recognized. So he started working with a security company and all of a sudden that's, that's how he started with Prince at Columbus. He did security, right. And Prince was getting big and Prince knew that he needed more protection. And remember back when I said about the bikini bottoms, Prince yeah. was in town and um, dad was head of security. And I can't remember what it was called. It was a Coliseum in Columbus and Somehow, of course, they saw my dad. My dad was big as life, and the Prince's people saw my dad. And um, people talked to people, and all of a sudden, my dad was talking to Prince's people. And the story goes that Prince was like, "Uh, uh-uh, that guy's not working for me. He's way too big." And that's what <laughs> my dad was after. But they're like, "No, man, you have to meet this." He's super, you know, nice and personable. And I guess he has six kids and he's big, but he has a big heart. And that, that was true about my dad. You know, he, mm. he really was. so he, the rest is history. He started working and all of a sudden my dad comes home and remember that guy on that commercial with the bikini bottoms. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy was weird. I'm not going to lie. Cause you know, we lived in small town, Potaskala, Ohio, and you didn't see <laughs> anywhere in bikini bottoms. And, um, he's like, well, I'm his bodyguard. And we were like, what, what? Cause we were <laughs> ad heading just a security company. I mean, he worked with a lot of artists, ACDC and Ted Nugent and Eddie money. And in fact, Bon Scott dedicated TNT to my dad on the radio. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We're pretty <laughs> good friends. So that was big at in high school. Oh my gosh, we heard your dad, you know, your dad's name on QFM 96 and Bon Scott dedicated TNT to him. So, so I mean, my, my dad was always like a big name in Ohio. He won the Midwest arm wrestling championship and, you know, and, but then he was with Prince. It, it just took off because he was with him through his rise and fame. So. Mm -hmm. Right. So those years, before he passed, was he still doing that evangel evangelist work? Yes. Uh, it was two years before he passed away. He started because my nephew, he, um, my dad does have a testimonial tape, cassette tape out. And I don't know, I think you can even hear clips of it online. My nephew, he was only five years old and he had a really bad seizure and he was spending the night at our house because um, my dad was trying to revive him because my dad has a back. My sister. OK, so a jump ahead. Something was happening where my nephew Jeremy was 
um, not being able to breathe. So my sister Kim turned on the bedroom light because he was sleeping in there with us. He was only five and his face was blue. So she yells for dad and he was the police officer and a, and a lifeguard in, a, in Florida. So he knew how to revive people and he was working on me forever. And I mean, we thought he was dead. And I heard him all of a sudden yell, Jesus, please help me. And just blood curdling yelling. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy looks up and says, what's wrong, grandpa? Oh Oh, my gosh. He was like saved. And after that, my dad was like born again. And, you know, it, after that, he was wanting to spread the word and he went to prisons and talked to, um, men in prison about Jesus that they can turn their lives around, even though they're sitting behind bar cells. And it was like pretty incredible. Wow. Oh, it is. I got chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, all, all during this interview, I don't know about you, Eden, but I just keep getting crazy chills, like up and down, up and down, up and down over and over. And just getting messages that you're, you're very loved and watched over Melissa. Oh, you got a lot of, You've got a lot of um, friends and family up there that love you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I, and I know I do. It's probably my grandma and grandpa and then my dad and then my sister, Becky. I mean, Becky was amazing. She's the one that made that the book was um, published with the help of yeah. Jamie and mom. And they worked really hard. And, you know, it, it, I'm, I really promised my mom that I would help get the word out. So you guys go online and buy it um you'll be helping my mom and and mm. and you know and in honor of my sister becky it's 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 a really good entertaining book it's set in it is. yeah it, and, and it's all true about prince and all of that is true um i mean the whole book is told from my dad's perspective and there's some great pictures in the book yeah i'm in some <laughs> yeah <laughs> Those are the best ones. <laughs> well, there's one that I mean, I have many. I mean, I, I have a lot, but okay. So Prince was coming over once and I was downstairs room playing delirious and I was dancing. I love dancing and I was down there dancing. I was only a junior in high school and like nobody was watching, right? And so all of a sudden I turn around and there's Prince sitting in the chair watching me with a big <laughs> on his face and I was like oh my gosh I could just and it was so funny and I was like what are you doing and he was laughing but that was that's one of my favorite because it's so Prince I mean he knew yes. if he was down there I'd be dancing because at all the parties me and my sisters were always the last ones to get off the dance floor I mean we love <laughs> dancing and um that was a lot of fun so I think he thought it'd be really funny if he ran down there and caught me and, and he did. <laughs> That's funny. That sounds like his personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how, um, you're, do you still keep up your dad's legacy in any way besides yeah. the book? Well, like Tim said, I have, um, my group on Facebook. Um, it's, it's in honor of their memory Prince and, and my dad. And then I recently added my sister Becky's name. And I like to just bring up stories and pictures. And I just want to keep his memory alive. I feel like 
that's my, I, I don't know. I just feel like I really want to do that. I just recently bought a magazine and it was about Prince 1984. And I was really bummed out. There wasn't one picture of Prince and my dad. And I spent mm-hmm. $12.99 on that book. <laughs> yeah. And that he was such a big part of that. You just picture him with him during that time. A huge part. I mean, my, my, my dad was with him five years and I think it was like four and a half, but it, it was a long time. And even after my dad quit and when he passed away, Prince did a um, benefit concert for my mom. It was set at Rupert's nightclub in Minneapolis anymore but that was like a really fun nightclub and Prince loved going there and um he did a concert and he gave all the money to my mom because dad oh, didn't have who thinks, yeah who thinks they're gonna die at 49 but he dedicated brain to my dad because a really fun story at the warehouse Prince um was playing Purple Rain and my dad loved that song and my dad on the guitar solo came out playing the broom right he was six foot seven playing <laughs> that and Prince was laughing the whole time. So at the benefit concert, um, he tells that story and he's telling how he came out and played the broom and it was pretty cool. And then, then he played purple rain. So like we were all crying. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Emotional. But they had this, this bond that, I mean, some people will go in the industry. will say, so long ago you know when prince passed away he was a jehovah witness he didn't celebrate christmas but he did celebrate christmas with us and it's it's kind of um like when you grow up with family right some of your younger days is kind of the base who you are right like who you grow up with and so prince our years with prince is kind of like what i like to keep tucked away in my heart and and that's special. And I know he really cared about my family. Like I, even after dad quit him, I could go down to Pacific club and Prince would have his new bodyguards around him, which looked like, you know, not that big next to my dad, but mm-hmm. my dad, I respect them. One of which was Bert. Um, he's a great guy. Do you guys know who that is? What's Say the name again. Yeah. Robert What's the name? D- he owned Glam Slam with Prince. Um, oh, yeah, no. He's amazing. My dad trained him, hired him in hockey, um, and they went on to stay with, with Prince. And they uh, hockey always gives shout out that if it wasn't for dad, he wouldn't be in the industry. So I love that. And um, But they would be around him, and I'd, I'd want to go say hi. And nobody could get next to Prince, right? But Prince would always wave me over to him. And he'd always ask about dad. That was right before dad passed away. And even after dad passed away, he'd still wave me over. And one time specifically, he gave me his blue Hawaiian. That was his favorite drink. And he had to leave because the crowd was getting pushing in on him. And so he had to leave and he goes, here, drink my blue Hawaiian. So I drank it. And my friend that was, she went in the bathroom and took the glass because it was, (laughs) I'm like, but I drank of it she's like yeah but your dad was prince's bodyguard and i'm like so (laughs) (laughs) it's so cool i love it that you have all these just it it just gives everyone a peek into almost like his normal life or 
how he normally was and how how authentic and real he was you know when you really knew him and you didn't only just see prince the star you know what i mean and so that's so beautiful and i think it's special that you know it reminds me of what morris hayes said that he felt like he kept his job and his relationship and, and business relationship with Prince for so long because he was so authentic and real. And it sounds like your dad was exactly that way too. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's what Prince needed the most around him, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He really did. It's interesting because, you know, you, you always do those scenarios. Like what if, like, what if your dad had worked with him, you know, 30 more years in, it would have just been interesting to see, you know, would he have been, more protected and you know that kind of thing but of course we're not supposed to be doing that <laughs> mm. but I can't see my dad old or prince old isn't that weird they're kind uh, of pretty, yeah I'd much rather have them here I miss I miss my dad every single day but I can't imagine him old I just can't because my dad was like my superhero hero and all my siblings too felt the same way um but I just, I can't imagine them old. I mean, that's weird, right? Because I don't know. It's just weird to think about. That's a good yeah, point. Like, it wasn't meant to be, you know, well, my, I'm not going to live to be 50. That's why I say, don't say stuff like that. <laughs> I heard him say that many, many, many times. I'll never live to be 50. He uh, did it. I think he must've known on some level. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So anyway, well, we loved having you. And um, would you do you know the title of your Facebook group so people can find it? Um, it is the cross and it's um, in memory of Big Chick, Prince and Rebecca Hunsbury. Yeah, it's a really great Facebook group. And it's it's more than a lot of the Prince Facebook groups because she shares really special pictures and memories and people share inspiring posts and things like that. So I, I love it. And, um, and make sure everybody to grab that book, you know, um, White Slave, and it's available easily on Amazon and on those other places she targeted and Barnes and Noble. And um, Melissa, we're so happy you were on the show and, um, and happy to call you a friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're my friend. And you mentioned Morris Hayes. He's amazing. Um, my family, we we know him. And a couple of times, Paul Peterson from him, he's gone on my group and posted. He has the big chick shirt, you know, t-shirt. Uh -huh. Wear it. Hey, I'm honoring my friend. And Apolloni is in my group and all of the revolution and Azar. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. It's fun. I love it that um, I'm able to do that. And I, I thank you guys for this time and shout out to my family. It's, yes. Um, all my siblings, they're pretty amazing. And my yes, mom. They are. Yeah, I love all your closeness. Great example to others. So anyway, well, thank you everyone for listening. And don't forget to go to our website, talkpurposeandtruth.com and check it out and there's so many great things to navigate on there that you can listen to look at watch etc yeah. send us messages yes all right <laughs> bye everyone bye bye, bye melissa bye, bye.
For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.